Hey TechLead here and welcome back to another episode. It is coffee time. Now I have quit many different jobs throughout my lifetime and I've never really been the type of person to hang around at a certain company for a very long period of time. I usually leave companies pretty quickly. I just don't really have the patience to hang around. Usually there's something I find that irks me, that bugs me. And I find that, you know what, I've had it with this company, I'm sick of it and I want to move on to something else, find some greener pastures. And I think that this is kind of one trend that a lot of people in this current age are doing. People aren't sticking around in a certain company for say 30 years throughout their whole life like what they did in the past. These days people are just switching companies pretty quickly and I have a few tips for about how you too can learn to be a little bit happier at your job. So let's just get into it. Tip number one is disengage from your coworkers. Now what do I mean by that? I mean focus on your work. A lot of times I find that the more I learn about the people around me, my coworkers, my managers, the higher up people, the more I realize that these are just people. Humans have an ugly side and sometimes it just makes me sick to my stomach and I can't stand the sight of me working hard, giving up my life to make somebody rich and helping that person succeed. I don't want to do it. You know, I remember for example when I was over at Groupon, there was a director and he would lie to the whole company. He would just tell people that the company was doing great and then the next day the stock would plummet 20% when they revealed the actual results to the public and everybody found out that the company was doing horrible, morale sunk, everybody got sick of it, everyone was mad at this director. They felt like they couldn't trust people, they didn't like him. I also had some coworkers there at the time who were incredibly lazy. I would be forced to go have lunch with them and I would go to the team lunch and I would just hear them whining about the company, whining about how lazy they are, boring hobbies, boring TV shows that they've been watching, things that I have absolutely no interest in, gossip, chit chat, seeing their behavior, their attitude was really not something that was motivating for myself. For me, I'm the type of person who might just look at other people and I look at their daily lives, going about milling around their daily business, watching TV shows, talking about sports, doing random stupid little activities that they think is cool, and then going around bragging about it, trying to one-up each other all the time, posturing, dominating other people. I just look at and I get sick of these colleagues and the more I learn about some of these people, the more I find that I can't get along with people. I don't like them. They de-energize me. You know, what if you were to find out that your coworkers, someone you sit next to every day, were actually a racist and a rapist. You would probably not be able to stand that. It would affect your work. My recommendation for you, what I'm trying to tell you is disengage from people. Don't spend too much time focusing on their personal qualities, their face. Don't make it personal. Make it about the work. Make it about the tech the job, the project that you're working on and let that energize everybody. Let that be your motivation. Let that one thing be the glue that bonds everybody in your team, in your project or company together around a singular purpose. If you dig enough over time you're going to find some qualities about people that you're going to find disagreeable with, personally horrifying for you. You're going to look at someone's face, you're just not going to like the way they look, the way they talk, the attitude that they have. You're going to start taking things personally and wondering, well how come that person is getting paid more than you? The workplace is not necessarily fair, it's not necessarily a meritocracy. Focus on the tech, focus on what's interesting for you and go there and do that portion. I find that for myself. The less I know about somebody personally, the better I get along with them. You know, I just act politely. We're just two individuals working on a project. Team members, that's good enough. That's great. I don't really need to know about a person's family history. 
their drug history, their sexual history, none of that. Anyway, that's just something to consider. Avoid taking things too personally. If you want to get to know other people better, then all the more power to you. Now, tip number two is to realize your gains. And what this means is to make sure that you're spending some of the money that you're making. I remember when I was working at the job, I did not spend any of the money. And you know, one reason that I had originally picked up the work was because I wanted to buy myself some camera equipment and I bought it. And I was really happy about that. But after that, I sort of stopped spending money and I just reverted back to not spending any of it. And pretty soon I was questioning myself, wondering why am I working? Why am I putting all this time into this? I'm not getting anything out of it. I see my retirement bank account, that number is going up, but I'm not gonna be able to touch that money. It doesn't feel real. If you can make sure that maybe every now and then you go in there and you remind yourself, why are you working? Well, it's for the money, right? It's for the money, that's a big part of it. And if you're not spending it, then all you see is you're losing time, you're getting more stress, you're not getting anything, it seems, except a number going up. That is not real, it's not tangible for you. If you were to go out and say, well, today you're gonna go splurge and get maybe an item that you want, some clothes that you think is cool, go to a nice restaurant, go on a nice vacation occasionally, and remind yourself, well, hey, this is why you're working so hard, this is why you have a job. If you don't realize your gains, it's just not going to make any sense for you why you even bother to work at all. And I found that this happened over and over for me myself. I would be working and I would just think, this job is stupid. It's not worth it. Why am I doing it? And I would just quit. There's this Groupon job, by the way. They were paying 150 to 200K. And it just didn't mean anything to me. I quit that job. And months later, I would look back and think, why did I quit that? That was pretty good money. And that was later when I was just crawling around on the streets, going to stores for free food samples so that I could get a little bit of food here and there, a little bit of chocolate samples. Now my third tip for you is watch your commute. The commute is underestimated by a lot of people and I would highly encourage you to think about this. Over here in Silicon Valley, a lot of people I find, they go through a lot of hassle and effort to go try to live in San Francisco, which is supposed to be this hip and trendy city, which is not, it's just a garbage pile. But everyone's trying to go live there, and then they want to commute down into Silicon Valley, which is like an hour commute. And this is something that I did as well. I had a job over in Palo Alto, which is in Silicon Valley, and from my parents' house, it's like 15 minute drive. And you know, I just thought to myself, well, I don't want to live with my parents. This wasn't part of the deal. I had imagined to myself that when I got the job, I would be living it up in this trendy city and I would be going to work, coming back, living the high life. But that wasn't really what happened at all. I was living with my parents still because the commute was just so good. So here's what I did. I moved out to San Francisco and I moved under the Bay Bridge such that it was noisy all the time and I could hear traffic and cars all the time. I could not get any silent time. I just heard this white noise, the cars buzzing around the whole time, and the commute was horrible. I had to walk to a bus station, 10 minutes later get onto a Caltrain station, then take the train for an hour, and then I had to have to walk another 10 minutes or so to get to the office. The whole thing took like 90 minutes or something like that. You know, that type of commute is really just not sustainable. It's only a matter of time before you quit. And there have been research studies to show that your commute is one of the biggest factors affecting your happiness, your satisfaction with overall life. And if you don't have a good commute, it can cause depression. So that's one reason why I have actually been hesitating to go lock myself down and buy a house. I think that houses these days are not quite the right model for a lot of people. Back in the old days, people would lock themselves down to a certain job for 30 years. It made a lot of sense to get a house 
and find one near their job, have a short commute and just lock that in. And they would just do that for a long period of time. And in certain countries, like I think probably Japan, for example, people just sit down at a certain job throughout their whole life. People don't really switch companies all that often. But at least in tech, people are switching companies pretty often it seems like every three years or so and so it seems strange to me that well yeah you can buy a house now and may be good for your current company but in three to five years maybe even less when you quit and you get another job halfway across town on the other side well you may have just increased your own commute another 30 minutes or something like that so my advice for you is don't be so quick to jump into buying yourself a house locking yourself down because you can kind of feel sorry for those people who do that because they just have a horrible commute i know a guy pretty senior Google engineer and he had decided to buy a house and that was a good idea at the time but now he's got like a three hour commute every single day just to get into the office and might remind you well why might you want this additional time to exercise right if you can get in 30 minutes of good exercise every single day that's going to be highly valuable look for anybody who has long commute and go ahead go ask them do you get your daily exercise in they'll probably say no they don't they don't have time for that and that's how you know that their lifestyle is just not really sustainable and without that exercise their body is going to just degrade over time their mental state will degrade as well the third tip it's a quick one here is just think about it as a chapter of your life a job doesn't necessarily need to be something that defines you now and here forever it can be a step towards your next goal something to fill up your broader experience overall maybe you're in a city that you don't really enjoy for me, I've lived in a bunch of really fantastic places, fantastic cities, you know, working out of, say, Tokyo, working next to the beach, working over in Manhattan, New York. I mean, a lot of these are great, fun cities. And now, well, I'm just in a desert wasteland, Silicon Valley. And sometimes I think to myself, well, wasn't life better when I was living right next to the coast? I could go to the beach anytime I wanted to very easily. And I just say to myself, well, yeah, that was fun and I did it. And that was a good chapter of my life. Now it's time for something a little different. Try something else, something new. See what else I can explore, what I can learn from this. And maybe later on, at a future time, I can go do something else. But it's really just about having some extra variety in your life. My final tip is to manage your expectations and to never kill yourself over a project thinking that you're going to get something out of this, that you're going to get promoted or something like that. I think that a lot of people, I know somebody who would quit because they worked really hard and then they were thinking that they were going to get promoted after this project. They would put in late nights, work on weekends, miss personal events that would be important to them and they would work really hard over a project and kill themselves over it and their expectations just kept going up and when it came to performance time and they were expecting that they would get the promotion, well they didn't get it, somebody else who they don't like that person's face, they don't like the sound of that person's voice, somebody like me maybe, maybe I would get promoted and then that other person didn't get promoted and they would just quit because they just got so mad about this. I like to remind myself that disappointment is the difference between expectation and reality. And as long as you manage your expectation such that it matches that of reality, then you're not going to be too disappointed. If I'm working on a project and I find that I'm putting a lot of time into it, I'm also managing my expectations. Maybe I'll say to myself that I'm doing work I'm personally excited about shipping to users and making those people happy, not necessarily going to do it just because I'm expecting something to happen the next time performance cycle comes around. And know that even if your project did succeed, even if you did get that promotion, it's not like you would just retire, you would still be working. And it would probably be a long time before you would actually be able to retire. It's just going to go on like this for a long time. So make it sustainable, make it a good way of life. So that'll do it for me. 
If you have any tips on how to make a job more enjoyable, I'd love to hear them. Post them in the comments below. If you liked the video, give it a like and subscribe. I'll see you next time. Bye.